Like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. I am back with a guest who hasn't been on the show in... It's been a while. I was thinking uh, it was recently, but it really wasn't. Like Time no longer exists during this pandemic, and I feel like I talked to you that long ago. But then I was looking at your releases and kind of the stuff you've been doing over the past couple of years, and you put out a lot of music since we last talked. So I think we'll figure out where what's happened in that time between interviews here. But before we start that, if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is that you do as a musician. Sure. Um, my name is Mike Powell, and I, I record under the name Closet Judas. Um, I guess I call the stuff that I create lo-fi alternative, uh, neo-grunge, sub-punk. Uh, those are the labels that I give it. I don't know if it uh, matches or not, but um, yeah, just creating uh, music since the kind of the mid-90s. Uh, and I'm originally from Ontario, uh, but I've been in the province here for uh, almost five years now. So cool. uh, it's it's home uh, here now. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've been, you seem to anyway, have been fairly prolific um, over the past couple of years. And it's been a tricky situation for a lot of artists because, you know, for, for obvious reasons, everyone's been dealing with uh, the pandemic and, and the assorted um, restrictions. And I mean, you're a solo artist. It helps that you can record things and and practice things and all that on your own you don't have the added uh, difficulty of having to you know round up band members during a period when that wasn't possible but what has this whole time been like for you i mean i'm sick of talking i'm so sick of talking about this but it's still at top of everyone's minds because we're still living through it so uh, as a creative person how has this whole thing affected you it's probably been one of the most productive times for me um, because I am kind of a recording artist that does everything myself uh, except for drums. And yeah. uh, I am used to uh, this this routine of just being at home in my basement. And uh, if I feel inspired uh, to write something, I have that, that capability, um, I, I guess, whereas others you know, with everything being shut down, just recording space, uh, not only just access to, but financial uh, ability to pay for that kind of stuff uh, has definitely affected a lot of bands uh, and not being able to play shows. Uh, But for me, I'm I'm less of a a performer and more of a a writer. Uh, So it, it really hasn't affected me all that much it's kind of been the opposite uh, i think i've been on the radio more than i ever have been yeah. doing podcasts like this one and uh just writing a, a lot um just using this opportunity to to really uh 
I guess, see if I can throw down um, with people who are actually musicians, whereas uh, myself, it's just kind of more of a, a, a pastime. Okay. Okay. I think that, um, I mean, we're going to talk about your new record for sure. And I'm just, 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 I mean, the first thing that, uh, I thought upon listening to it, and I really appreciate you dropping off a copy for me too. It's, um, I, it's nice to get music from artists who want to share it, but it's even nicer when I actually like it. (laughs) That that definitely helps. (laughs) So like, (laughs) yeah, so I appreciate that, but it does seem like, um, over the time that, that I've at least been listening to your stuff and even going back to the the projects before I knew you, um, mm. it seems like you've honed it a bit. It seems like, uh, I don't know if it's a production thing or whatever, but it, it definitely sounds more, it sounds tighter. It sounds more kind of fully realized than maybe some of the previous projects uh, might've been. And is that just a result of, of, of experience or, or of just having the time to devote to this um, or, or what? Like, do you agree with that? Does it, is this kind of the, um, the best produced, maybe best sounding record you've made? I think so. And thanks for those, those words. Um, I, I am, probably most happy about this than any of my other projects. I, I feel like I, I am finally figuring out what I'm doing um, <laughs> after this many years. Yeah. Um, last year, I, I released a couple singles. Uh, one of them was called Dream Wrecked, and that was, I think, the, the first one where I felt like I finally arrived at the sound that I was looking for okay. um, after trying for a number of years to just kind of hone hone that that craft of, of songwriting and production and everything. Um, part of it, I think, relates to just how it's being produced. So over the years, uh, my earlier recordings were all done on this Tascam digital 8-track, and I kept it to 8-tracks uh, specifically just because that's what I was dealing with. Um, and I mixed everything on the, the Tascam as well. Uh, so the production quality was, I guess, more limited in that respect. Um, but since Dreamwrecked and um, Ephemeral and this past record, I've recorded everything still on the Tascam, but I move everything to my, my computer and then okay. I do all of the, the production on that. Um, that helps just in terms of the, you know, the EQ and, and all of the, the sound, uh, but it also helps with the number of tracks that I can do. Sure. So sure. whereas maybe before I would just have one or two guitar tracks or one or two vocal tracks, I can really uh, layer it up uh, quite a bit. And that, uh, that definitely helps a lot. Cool. Yeah. 
it, it makes sense too that as technology improves and as your just experience producing your own stuff improves, that that's hopefully going to happen, right? You're going to hopefully yeah. uh, improve the sound. But yeah, this this one this one definitely sounds. Um, it almost like and. One of the things that I like about your work too is that you often include, you almost always include, uh, very detailed liner notes and, and lyrics and kind of. I mean, your your records are about things, and the those things are very. If they're not as obvious in the songs themselves, you go out of your way to make sure that that that's understood and that the uh, the views behind what you're singing about are are made pretty clear. And I think that mm-hmm. this maybe in compared to your other records as well maybe one where that's the most clear just from listening. I mean, it, yeah. it helps to have the, the, the uh, extra content for sure, but just from yeah. listening to the record start to finish, I, I feel, I feel like it, it has, um, your kind of, um, positions, I guess, that you're putting forward the record are, are better articulated just as yeah. through the music itself. Was that uh, a conscious thing or is that just sort of something that's developed as well? Yeah, that was definitely conscious too. Um, so I guess the last time we talked was right before I released the non sequitur EP. Yeah, so that was yeah. like four four tracks, kind of the I guess it was November twenty twenty. Something that, like that, that, yeah. that 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 came out, and uh, that one was kind of really exploring kind of stuff related to society and the issues that really exist that that really came to the surface uh, just over the past couple of years they've always been there but they yeah. just got am- amplified so much so you know whether it's stuff to do with racism or gender-based phobias or just even things like the music industry um what i did with that album was i i took kind of the four songs at the beginning and then i tagged on four explanations afterwards and I, I think that worked. Um, and it was a, a, a different way of just kind of releasing everything at once in an audio format. Yeah. But but with Subaltern, what I wanted to do was really integrate it in a way that wasn't um, cumbersome, I guess. Well, you don't want to uh, be heavy handed with it, right? You don't want to beat people over yeah. the head with the message, but you want to have it very specifically stated. Yeah, and I wanted it to really flow. So what I did was I I, I interspersed uh, spoken word, just kind of reflections yeah. uh, that were more adjacent to the the material relating to kind of psychology, sociology, that kind of thing. Um, and I just put it throughout the album uh, with uh, kind of tying in maybe a thread from the song that happened before through that reflection, and then kind of leading that into something else. Yeah. And it's and I oh sorry yeah. go ahead go ahead no I was just gonna say and I just felt that that, that was a, a better uh, vehicle or delivery form than just having a completely separate thing uh, because then it would just allow people to really kind of explore some of the ideas that that I was uh, playing with uh, in the project well you're definitely confronted with them in a more direct way because you're you're just kind of stating it outright and um, yeah. it's interesting too to to look look at the um the detailed liner notes that come with it and realize that a lot of this is verbatim what you're saying in those, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to call them skits, but it's, it works in the same way as skits do on a hip hop album where it's just yep. a break in the music. And there's something that, you know, makes you think about what, whatever you want to think about. I mean, it's, you know, a skit on a rap album is not necessarily going to be the same subject matter, but it, it, it serves the same purpose, right? It's, it's, it pauses the music and then, yeah deliver something else so i'll call them skits even though they're not <laughs> sure yeah the text of yeah. the, the skits are you know written out as well the, the same the same content word for word which is kind of exactly. cool because if you miss something or you want to go back and, and and sort of see what was said in the previous track it's right yeah. there 
Yeah. Yeah. And all of the, the content kind of built on one another too, in, in those reflections too. So especially kind of in those later reflections, I kind of like link one to the other, to the other, to the other, until it kind of comes right to the end in terms of like what the album is all about. Right. Um, but I also, uh, with this particular project, I thought it would be cool to release three types of experiences too, because some people just aren't into that. They just want sure. to hear the music. So what I did on Bandcamp uh, was I released a second version of the album. Um, and when you're just streaming it, all you're hearing is the songs. Um, so then that, that gives people an option just to kind of play with it that way. But then the, the thing with that album is when you download it, for free yeah uh there's all of these explanations that say exactly what those songs are about that the main version doesn't explore uh so i thought it was uh fun to just um do do that kind of release uh, this time around too well, that might be, I mean, uh, that makes sense because I think that some of that stuff might seem jarring to someone who isn't expecting it. I mean, having, yeah. you know, encountered your music before, uh, it's not shocking that that's in there, but someone who is just maybe, you know, you come up on a playlist or something, all of a sudden yeah. there's this spoken word, and it's heavy subjects too. You're not necessarily just talking about your day at the beach or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're, you're discussing serious yeah. issues and, and, and topics. And so I guess I'm um, like, ha- having that in there, what is, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this, do you... Are you ever concerned about it seeming too heavy-handed or, or it taking away from someone's enjoyment of just the music? Because, I mean, we've talked about just now about how it yeah. kind of adds to it and amplifies the message in, in, in the overall project. But are there ever concerns that it might go the other way, that someone, you know, who is not prepared for it and they maybe don't realize the different versions are available, listens and then they're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, maybe it, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear those opinions. They disagree with them or they're just not in the mood for something that, serious to be popping Mm. into some rock song right does that ever come up it's not so much a worry for me i I think um over the years i've recognized that people will listen to what they want to listen to and uh if if something doesn't connect with them they'll tune out easily it's really easy to do that these days just kind of in our our multimedia universe it's one Um, click right you can switch the next thing yeah yeah yeah, exactly um and that's great um but i think because i recognize that too i am very careful with how i word things yeah so when when i I approach topics like in this these particular uh reflections that that are, are throughout the album i'm just trying to i'm just guess trying to get at basic human stuff yeah so anything that we can all relate to that relates to things you know societal uh disconnects that we have with with others or um just psychological things related to our own identity and and that kind of thing so it's it is heavy stuff for sure um but i think the way that i try to approach it is is very i'm hope i'm hoping it's more sensitive uh and allows people to really uh, think more deeply about about things. Tolerated by pain Would that you had more directed 
on a show like it's based on a, a series on, that was on television uh for three years called legion right that and, was actually the next thing i was going to ask you about because i still yeah. have a chance to see it i know you've you've mentioned okay. that this was the source material for this album so you know yeah. as someone who is completely unfamiliar with the show can you just give a brief explanation of how they connect sure um the show is uh, by uh noah holly he's the guy who is behind the uh, mini series uh the reimagining of fargo Okay, as well, okay, if, yeah, if anyone's uh, seen that, that's, I've seen that's that, really yeah, good. Yeah. I, I recommend that. It's good, yeah. Um, but Legion as well uh, was kind of a three-season uh, universe um, looking at the story of this uh, guy named David. 
Okay. And um, the premise is that he has uh, either schizophrenia uh, or a dissociative identity disorder, or maybe a bit of both. Uh, so the idea of reality is really in question. So what, how are these, you know, how is this illness affecting his thoughts, his actions, his emotions, his perceptions of reality, um, and just kind of dealing with the idea of different personalities okay. uh, as well. And as the show goes along, and it's not uh, really much of a, a spoiler, but you realize that it may not just be this mental illness, there might be something to do with more powers uh, okay. that he has, okay. or that there might be other personalities that are are real uh that that he's facing uh so what i did i, I just i love the show I, it, it's very slick very psychological uh really funny at times really serious at other times uh deals with a lot of heavy heavy stuff too um seasons two and three i took uh chapter titles from those seasons and what i did was i structured the album based on those chapters oh, cool. uh, so uh and each song as well relates to a particular character so even though david is uh i guess some might say the main character in the show there's a lot of other characters uh who i try to take on the persona of and express what they're facing uh, in, you know, their experience of the narrative. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how I structured the album. But there's a lot of layers to it because it's not just about Legion, sure. obviously. Because I think any show that we watch, whether it's Legion or Battlestar Galactica or Lost or, you know, whatever, there's something, there's a reason those shows are our favorites. They totally, connect yeah, with something, yeah. they resonate with something that that's deep inside of us and that means a lot to us. I guess you, you have to ask yourself, you know, what, if you like in a certain show, what does that say about us? Um, but I think something like this show, I think can relate to all of us. Um, but I didn't want it to be, you know, as well, like if no one's ever seen the show, for it to not connect with them as well. Well, yeah, that um, was kind of my next question because I haven't seen the mm -hmm. show and I listened to yeah. the record and I was able to enjoy the record without having mm -hmm. that, that background. But for yeah. someone who has seen that show and does love the show and, and connects with it the same way you do, is it going to be a deeper experience? Like, do you think that it's it's obvious enough that, that what you're saying in the songs, what you're titling the songs, it's going to make sense, right? In a way that maybe is a beyond those of us who haven't seen the show? Oh, for sure. And my recommendation would be, you know, watch the show listen to the album or listen to the album, watch the show or you right, know, right. do a bit of both. And then, um, yeah, see how it connects and, and see if it, it really does kind of capture the the essence of, of what, what I was going for, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting, um, way to do it because I mean, you have to, I guess you have to worry about making sure that it works on its own and works as like a companion piece to the, to this show because you you can't guarantee yeah. that anyone will have even heard of the show when they're listening to it when they find you on Bandcamp or whatever right so exactly and that's why there were two uh, versions of the album too like the main version I didn't actually want it to be connected to Legion at all yeah, yeah. Uh, so so the reflections like Legion doesn't even come up like in the the reflections um, and that was very intentional okay one of the things I like about what you do too is that you have this uh, very strong um, opinion about not wanting to make any money off your work. And yeah. this is kind of an ongoing thing with all the records you put out is that you're just giving it away for free. I mean, it's online, but people can, can take it and enjoy it or do what they want with it. What is behind that? I mean, you know, we're in an era where everyone's trying to monetize everything. I mean, I, I've done it too. I have a podcast. I 
give bonus material in the hopes to get a tip for what I'm the work I'm going to do, right? And I mean, it's not. Sure. So what you're doing is is kind of a rare uh, position to take in this world that's being increasingly everyone wants cash or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I've always just wanted to make music for for the love of the the craft. Um, But also, the reason why my album is only available on Bandcamp is I I just, I have more issues with streaming in general. I think that it's really killed the music industry. And by being involved in that, that that just continues to... um, reward those who aren't doing anything other than stealing people's content yeah uh, yeah and I don't, yeah I, I, as someone who doesn't stream and still listens to physical as you know still listens to physical yeah. media i get it i mean like i i feel weird with the idea that people are getting paid 0.0003 cents or something for a song when i could just go buy the record and listen to it a lot yeah. and they get my 20 bucks or whatever right for or, sure or and download it for free in your case Exactly. And, you know, like Bandcamp is a streaming platform, too. I just think they, they do it a lot more equitably. Sure. Um, but and obviously people do, you know, the world has changed in terms of the music scene. And that's how a lot of people discover artists. And I've, I've nothing against that. Like, I think that people who have their stuff on streaming platforms, like that's just how people find new music. Um, and that's that's cool. But for me, I also think that by by supporting that, it's never going to change. And, and I think that something like, you know, the return to uh, selling actual physical records is a, a really cool uh, movement that that's happened over the past number of years. Like, yeah, and, it's neat to see you know, it happen, yeah. Yeah, and even just locally, people putting out tapes again, and like that's that's really cool. And I've you know bought my share uh, over the past year as well yeah. uh, for, from local artists. And so I have nothing against people making a living off of music and everything. But for me, I'm just like, well, I could take the little amount of money that I would make from you know selling it, or I could say you know, I don't want your money, yeah. uh, give it to someone who could actually use it. So for me, I, I always direct people to a, a Scottish based charity called Tiny Changes. And it's a, a mental health uh, awareness and kind of suicide prevention uh, organization that's cool. based in Scotland. But because, you know, of the world we live in, uh, yeah, we're all connected. Can, yeah, yeah, you can find uh, what they're doing on Instagram. And uh, I really I believe in what they're doing. And I'd rather they get uh, people's money than, than me. Makes sense, yeah.
Well, so as we've um, established, you, you can get the record on Bandcamp. Um, I know that you make a few physical copies every time. Are those just for people who have already like bugged you for them, like me, who are Luddites and don't use streaming? Or, or do you actually like have these available in case people reach out and want an actual physical copy of your record? If people reach out, yeah, I would definitely uh, hook them up with one. Um, for this project, Subaltern, I made 10 okay. uh, copies of the kind of the three versions of the album uh, that are, are kind of designated to different uh, people. So if you, you get one, uh, you're lucky. Um, and uh, <laughs> if you don't, then you can just ask me for one. Or like on Bandcamp, uh, as I've said before, like you can download uh, everything there and just burn a copy. And the uh, both versions of the album come with a principal booklet form uh, PDF. So you oh, can nice. print it out. So it's already formatted, and then you can just kind of follow along with that. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like you, yeah. Can, you can DIY your own copy of the album, which is great. Yeah, and uh, for the last uh, EP, uh, Non Sequitur, I, I think I made 10 tapes. Yeah, I have one I of them too. Have yeah. A, yeah, I still have a few of those left, and I, I just said, you know, if anyone donates to Tiny Changes, I'll send you a tape for free. Like, I, I don't cool. want your money. So, um, and I'm still happy to do that. That's awesome. So what's the best way to kind of uh, keep in touch with what you're up to? Bandcamp's the place to hear the music. Um, if, you know, you have new records coming out, you're working on some interesting things, where can people follow you online to, to find out about that? Uh, most active on Instagram. If you just go to Closet Judas, uh, anything online that, that has Closet Judas is me. Um, okay. I was f fortunate to find something that no one used. So Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. And yeah, a Bandcamp, closetjudas.bandcamp. Awesome. And is all your other stuff on there Bandcamp as well, dating back to your, your earliest records, or is it just the past few? Uh, I think on Bandcamp, it's dating back to uh, an album from 2015. Um, I have some older stuff that people can still find on SoundCloud, but that's cool. just kind of become more of an archive uh I, I don't, I'm not active on there anymore, cool. mainly because I ran out of space, to be honest. It's a good reason. It's <laughs> a good reason yeah. for sure.